You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the FCF Leadership Podcast. We are taking a hard look at ministry and money. During this series, we will be joined by financial and ministry professionals that want to help you and your church or ministry succeed. Today, I am joined by Billy Joe and Teresa Watts. They are pastors here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at The Rock Church, and they are also real estate agents. Yes, I know. I basically- Good real estate agents. Yeah, you are. Excellent agents. (laughs) (laughs) I've known you pretty much my entire life. Yes. That is so true. Oh, wow. (laughs) We've grown up together. Yes, 100. We're, I mean, we did That's our right. childhoods together. Yes, That's right. We're not 100. <laughs> karate in and all. In all. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. Karate classes. We did karate together. Uh, so you guys have been in ministry for how long? Ever. Ooh, about <laughs> Billy, Billy Joe's 36. We've been doing ministry together since college, probably wow. about 30, 38 years, 40, pretty much almost 40 years. That's amazing. I know. It's almost, it's like life. It's like we don't know basically anything else outside of that. I mean, except for the things that God has directed us to do. But that's literally our life, you know. I love that. I know. So when did you start the Rock Church? We started the Rock Church in September of 2007. We will be uh, uh, 13 years old on the 19th of September. So Congratulations. Excited. We're excited about And we got a new building. Yeah, you did. We're celebrating. We're celebrating the purchase of a new building just last week. You closed on the papers. Congratulations. Yeah. Now starts the build out. Yes. It's going to be an adventure. Yeah, yes. well... Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're, we're we're just right now trying to get in, up, and going. Yeah. Most of the build out, we're gonna. It'll come. Okay. We'll mess with in stages. So, yeah. Good. That's good. So, at what point did you guys become real estate agents? Well, I was a real estate agent first, and I'm glad you asked that question right up front because I wanted to say because of what we're talking about, I felt like. I had tried a lot of things, but when I started to do real estate, it seemed like it would be difficult to do, but I heard, I feel like I heard the Lord say to me, I need you to do this because this will be the key of you guys receiving a building. Oh, wow. And it has exactly happened, just like the Lord said, and that was years ago, and now we're walking it out. I mean. I was lying in bed. One of the ladies in my company posted something on Facebook. I looked at it and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, we need to see this. And when I looked at the price, of course, my heart jumped because I was like, who has that kind of money? But I called my husband. I sent it to him downstairs on his phone. He looked at it and he screamed out, what is this? And it just started to roll out. I mean, I like it, nothing short of a God deal. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So you started in real estate. Yes. Were you still in full-time ministry? Of course. Um, One year later, I was traveling around the world, teaching, preaching, whatever. One year, uh, her first year went by, and then I got it in my heart, get your license to help her. People knew who she was. They'd see her picture and go, we think we know her. So I thought, well, at least I can advertise. Yeah. You know, my thought was, 
you just get your license and you can be the face because everybody knew him. They would see me and go, she looks familiar. I think she might be. And I thought, They'd be looking you know, at her like, are you Lisa yeah. Cook? I'm like, I need to be. Yeah, you know. And so I thought, you need to get your license so you can be the face because everybody recognized him. And sure enough, he did because our company had a kiosk at the mall and we did the mall and people go, how's the watch? So he was the face. I call him the face. So one year later, I picked my license up and we started working together. So she's going on 17 years in the in the business and I'm going on 16 years. Okay. All with the same so. company. I love that. Way to go. So we Way were to like go, Chenoweth and Cohen. Yes, we were creatures of habit. That's great. So relationship is important. Yes. Well, I specifically wanted to speak to you guys because you've been in full-time ministry. You've been business owners and in ministry. And growing up, I always had this assumption that if you were called to ministry or you were called to pastor a church, it was a full-time position. And the reality is the average church in America is under 100 people. And tithing is on the downward spiral. And that's okay. That's not a negative thing. No. It just expands your mind to think differently, to reach people differently. That's right. But with the average church in America being under 100 people and tithing decreasing, that means that the church is no longer able to pay a full-time pastor what the pastor needs to, to survive, to, survive yeah. to provide for the family. And you guys have done an amazing job of balancing both, at least what I can tell from the sidelines, but you have a successful business, you have a successful church, and we have to change the way we think about what a successful church is. Absolutely. A successful church isn't just about how many people you have in your church. A successful church means that people are growing spiritually individually and they're reaching the community yes. and you guys have done a fantastic job of doing that yeah. so i wanted to pick your brain and hear your heart about how this came about and how we can help other people think outside of the box of what they believe ministry looks like well the funny thing about it is i was thinking about it the other day when god spoke to abraham and told him i'm gonna, I'm gonna bless you dude and uh, I'm going to bless you. But another translation says, I'm also going to bless your posterity, mm -hmm. your posterity. And so God is a multi, as Jen mm -hmm. has taught us also yeah. eloquently, God is a multi-generational God. Right. And I believe that our whole idea, uh, as God placed it on our heart, I think the biggest thing for all the pastors to really know is that they should be led by the Holy Spirit, no matter what, it, whatever it is that they decide that they That's need right. to get involved with and on and on and on. We're not just out here flying by the seat of our pants. That's right. um, we felt directed by the Holy Ghost to, to go into some of these different areas. We have the Rock Church, we have Billy Joe Watts Ministries, we have the Watts team LLC, mm -hmm. which is our real estate arm. Uh, we set up our own uh, limited liability corporation, and that's how we get paid in real estate, buyers, sellers, investors. We do own um, rental property as well, which is another wonderful um, it's, it's another wonderful asset for pastors and ministers and traveling ministers and people in ministry. I love what you said. Successful ministry does not have to look like uh, nine to five down at the full time church. Uh, getting a salary. We've learned from uh, Bishop Jakes, Buddy Harrison, 
um, these men of God that were that were functioning not only in ministry but functioning in business. I was in a meeting two years ago with Bill Winston. We were having dinner after the meeting, Teresa and I and some other ministers, and he, he was late to the meeting. And finally opened the door and came out and said, I apologize. I was working on a $30 million deal. Oh, Hello. Come on. Yeah. And so <laughs> he can be late for that. So it's okay. We, we'll wait for So you. we've been around men and women of God. I know that not very many people know this, but even Pastor Clinton and Sarah Utterbox, yeah. our dear mentors in the faith, mm-hmm. um, they bought and sold real estate right. and, and used wisdom as they were uh, buying and selling and doing some different things. And and I could go on and on and on. But the biggest story that I want uh, our, our viewers and listeners to hear is that I was listening to Bishop Dale Bronner, yeah. who pastors a powerful church down in Atlanta, Georgia. And, and I want them to hear this. Bishop Bronner worked for Bronner Brothers Hair Care Product growing up, his whole family That's business right. and all of that. He stayed on with the company up until his church had grown to 3,000 people. Wow. He was still on salary and, and, and finally left the company after he reached 3,000 people in attendance. So the ideal of ministry, business, coexisting, uh, there are people like us, preachers like us that are out here doing that. We're investing, we're sowing, we're working with buyers and sellers, and it has been a tremendous, tremendous asset uh, not only in being an example generationally for our congregation, but for our family personally. I love that. And you know, people look at the pastors thinking, oh, everything just works like clockwork for you. You know, they just think things fall into our lap. But I mean, God has blessed us, but it's because we work our faith just like everybody else. That's right. Uh, we are anointed to preach the word of God but we live it by faith just like everyone else and we learn to ask holy spirit where we should be when we should be how we should be and the people that we connect with because even just yesterday when we were working on things for the building and i had called cookie it was like hey i'm we got this building i have no idea what i'm doing help me and she went over some things, called this person, called that person, and we called Pastor Paul. I mean, he was like invaluable. Yeah. We had these ideas in our head what, that we thought, and he goes, well, Pastor, you could do this, you could do this. We need each other. We That's are right. the body. That's right. I mean, like, we can't just go out on our own and do whatever we can, but it's going to cost us money and time. That's right. And so having people in our lives that he has a different, uh, another vocational job as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's able to assist us and help us use God's money wisely. Cause yeah. it's not our money. It's God's money. That's right. I really believe that it is not a sin to be bivocational. That's right. Or in my case, uh, with what we have going on, tri-vocational. Right. Um, I I have a class that I teach to our congregation at least once a year called Becoming a Millionaire God's Way. I saw that. It has it <laughs> it has less to do with actually becoming a millionaire. That is perhaps the the, the end product or the byproduct, mm-hmm. but it has more to do with things like mindset, That's right. planning, yes. uh, gener- a, a generational wealth belief. 
uh, that this is something that you can pass on to your children's children, children, just like Abraham, and to your congregation. We cover in that class things like uh, buying and selling real estate, how to figure out what your net worth is. We talk about the average millionaire makes $120,000 a year. I just read that. $120,000 a year. And yet, when you go in and look at assets and how they uh, calculate their wealth, uh, even at 120,000, these guys are actually in the millionaire category or yeah. status. We talk about a wheel. We talk about estate planning. We talk about avoiding probate. We talk about getting your family on all of your, your, your bank accounts and your retirement accounts and all of these kinds of things in the long run. All of these types of things really do make a difference. So the big part of that is real estate. The big part of that is we have a water business. We sell Congan water machines. There are, there are a few things that the Lord has allowed us to get involved in. And that that's all we do. We have people that come at us all the time. Why don't you sell this? Will you help us with this? And we have to turn people down because we're only willing to do what God has given us permission to do. Also, I want to add that we need to stop our idea of limiting the Holy Spirit to operating in the church. Like the Holy Spirit is with us everywhere we go mm -hmm. yes. and should guide us in everything that we do. So if you're in full-time ministry and you're struggling, there is a way out. It, and it, yes. it doesn't mean that you have to close the church. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you have to stop pastoring. It just means expand your mind and let the Holy Spirit show you where you need to be moving to. I agree because you know, nobody wants to think their church has 10 or 20 people in it. But if your church has 10 or 20 people in it and God is using you to minister to those people, those 10 or 20 people might minister to the next Microsoft person right. or the next this or that. And can you imagine the effect that has on the kingdom yeah. and what it has on who we are and what we're doing? We're getting ready to celebrate um, uh, our lady that started our Bible study in college. And like I'm meeting people that I never knew exist that came before me and after me. And when we look at how many of these people that came through that Bible study in 1981 when we were students yeah. and after that and who are now in the ministry, some full time, some part time or whatever. And then the ones that are not necessarily in the ministry, but that have gone on in professional business life that's still affecting people. I mean, can you imagine what, when Sister Lewis gets to heaven, what Father God is saying to her about that one seed she planted in the Bible study at Prairie View A&M University out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere when there was no highway and nothing but a Tinsley's chicken? Right. <laughs> Um, this is not original with me, but I'm going to claim it anyway. Adam was placed in the garden. Adam and Eve in the garden. God, the Bible says they had a stream that flowed from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Why did God give them four? Because if one stream dried up, they had another stream. That's right. And so the whole ideal of wealth building, whether it's generationally, being an example as pastor uh, who will use uh, being led by the Spirit and, and, and the Word of God uh, to break over into other 
areas of prosperity. God can prosper you, believe it or not, uh, apart from authoring books mm -hmm. or CDs mm -hmm. or DVDs, all of the standard things they say that you have to do in order to build wealth in ministry. So so we're, we're out here, we do those kinds of things as well, although we're out of product right now, but <laughs> we do those things as well. But we're talking really some really practical things. Do you sew uh, a home-based business, something going on, something online, something that you can do to create additional cash flow? That's great. And you just talked about prosperity. And one of the things that has really been, like my mind has really been wrapped around over the last year and a half is we associate prosperity with financials. Mm -hmm. But the Bible doesn't just specify that it is financial. In fact, it says, we pray that you be in health and that your soul prospers, yes. right? Even your that. soul, mm -hmm. yes. your prospers. Yes. So it's not just talking about finances. Prosperity is fantastic with finances, but he's talking about your family. Your family will be prosperous. Your, uh, your soul will be prosperous. Your mm. health will be prosperous. Mm. Every part of you is made to be in prosperity. Exactly. Mm. That's good. And to, I, Again, I keep talking about the limiting of the mind, but we do, we keep limiting because we try to understand what the Bible says, what the Holy Spirit says, what God says into our tiny little brain. And the Bible clearly says that it's gonna take us a long time to see all of God. Right. So why in the world are we limiting our minds to our understanding? Well, our course, our course is a 10 week course. It's I, not something quick. The first three classes, are all on mindset. Wow. We, we open up for for how, about three hours worth, but the whole first three classes deal with nothing but mindset. Love it. You need to believe that you can and that this is the will of God. As we said, we have pastor friends around the country, at least four right now. I, there could be more, but these are the ones that I personally talked to who said that they were inspired by the fact that we... Uh, 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 exemplified ministry and business being able to coexist yes. together. Because you're right. There is a stigma on that, that people think, well, if you're working outside of the ministry, you must not really be doing ministry or maybe <laughs> your ministry isn't doing well or different things like that. But God has given us wisdom and witty ideas. And yes. if we don't use those things, and because we can't just sit back and wait for the body to bring that in. We need to have that money because the gospel is free, Hello. but it costs to carry the gospel. Come on. And, 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 and we're carrying it not just in our local community, but all across everywhere. When we support ministries and missionaries that go into foreign countries that can't work and not allowed to work and they need things, they need supplies, they need underwear, they need makeup. They got to live just like us. Mm. Right. And so so if we don't have that so we can sow into them, it's like we're living and it's all about us, our four and no more. Mm -hmm. And that's not good because we have been here called to win the God, to win the world with the gospel. That's right. And we need to do it. That's right. Mm -hmm. Come so, on. There you go. One thing I would like to address is time. Mm -hmm. I grew up a pastor's daughter. I know the amount of time that goes into running a church and how exhausting it can be. How have you been able to balance all that you do? I want to go first. Okay. <laughs> this may seem opposite of the question that you asked, but when I first started doing real estate and I had no idea what I was doing, I remember the owner said boundaries. You have to set boundaries. 
And I learned that in real estate, I have personal things because we are in the ministry and the ministry does come first. Mm -hmm. So whenever I had ministry things going on, I never said to the buyer, oh, I'm sorry, you can't go right now. We're pastors and I have ministry stuff. That's gonna turn them off. I would say, you know what? I have an appointment at this time, but I can do it this time. Right. So I learned to use that in the ministry as well because people think they can dictate our time because we're the pastors and we don't have anything else to do. Mm -hmm. And they're not even halfway coming half of the time we're tithing so it's like okay you're not going to dictate all this time so when they call and say <laughs> i want this or fill out paperwork or something they have to work around the time that i have that's right because that's what people do when they go to the dentist that's what yes. they do when they go to the doctor that's what they do when they have a car appointment but they feel like with the church oh they can just call anytime no there are rules as well that's right. Mm -hmm. So we have to set boundaries and you can't be afraid to set them thinking someone is going to get upset. They're going to always be upset. That's why they're calling you. Well, there are two words uh, in the English language that are really work that really work for us, and that is yes and no. <laughs> and you learn those when you're a little bitty guy, a little bitty gal, um, what to say yes to, what to say no to and uh, really prioritize time. You generally, we're up, we'll try to do our, our devotions in the morning, have a cup of coffee, get the day going, have a little prayer, get the day going, and on and on and on. And I think the consistency of that is what helps to hold you in the middle. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, it's so easy to break over to one side or, or to another side. And so knowing what to say yes and no to are, are very important. Um, that is even going into the water business, going into real estate business and on and on and on. Um, I'm part of the John Maxwell leadership team. I get to travel into businesses, teach in there as well uh, and do all the things that we do. And so once again, I, I think the whole idea of church, money, finances. I think we have to get our mind right. Be, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yeah. And a real simple way to calculate well uh, is to take your yearly salary, multiply it times your age, yearly salary times my age, that number you divide it by 10. And that's how we come up, a simple way of coming up with net, net worth. <laughs> how much we're worth. <laughs> Take your yearly salary, multi multiply it by your age, that number you divide by 10, and that's a simple way of figuring out your Wow, number. that is amazing. Yes, we have the vocational things that we are doing, but I know I have seed in the ground of what yeah. God has called me to do years ago. And even watching what God is doing right now for us in our church, it just gives me more confidence. I have a track record with him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where we need to be because we need to always know that God is our source. Yes. And when we are just totally depending on the people in the church to come and tithe and offering and all that, you can be disappointed. So when we keep our eyes on God and what he has called us to do and the doors that he has opened for us so that we can receive that extra income or additional income, that's when we become rich. I read something the other day called, uh, well, other day meaning a couple of years ago, <laughs> 10 things that require no talent. Okay, let's hear 10 it. things that require no talent. Number one, being on time, work ethic, effort, body language, energy, attitude, passion, being coachable, doing extra, 
yeah. being prepared. That's good. And I like the being prepared part because that's the element that we throw out and that we throw in uh, in terms of generational wealth preparation. Uh, the Black Wall Street, the, the backdrop for the Black Wall Street is here in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. 600 businesses owned and operated by African-American people and other people as well. Um, but what they had was a no-quit attitude. That's right. I believe that the narrative of that story is so powerful. And I talked about net worth because, again, the average millionaire makes about 120000 a year. There are people viewing and listening right now. You have millionaire status and you don't even know it yet. That's Come right. on. And you know, they get stuck on what society has said is uh, a prosperous pastor yes. because you have this large church and you have this this and you have this that you know getting back to the missionary we were able to be a blessing to them with underwear and she made an interesting comment you, to me that she said so many people have promised to do something like this for us that was much larger than you guys and you have exceeded our expectation and we didn't have it but we just believe God for it. And he said many of those churches could have just gone right into their account and did that. And it would have been like they spent $5. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Heart posture is a big position on yes. that as well. Making sure you have the right heart posture exactly. with giving. Mm -hmm. exactly. We'll get into that in another episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to... Okay, I actually have one more thing I want okay. to discuss really We've talked about time. We've talked about expanding our mind. I would love to know about the team you have at The Rock. Uh, a lot of our FCF churches are smaller and their team, of course, is smaller. And so the senior pastor still carries a lot of the brunt of the heavy lifting. Have you guys been able to establish a team to help you with uh, your time management and with boundaries? Well, of course, I, I don't think... Um... I don't know how successful one would be without a, a, an adequate team in place. Right. The uh, we have a group of men and women. We were just, in fact, we were just having that discussion this morning. We've got a group for our men. We've got a group for our ladies. We have specific young men that have been trained that come along. They do teaching. They do ministry. They do preaching. Um, they'll they'll do just about whatever it is that we need. They'll do setup. They'll do teardown. Whatever's needed, we're getting ready to get out of that business. How Come on. Uh, with our own building now, we'll be stationary. But we do have a group. I'll, I'll say on my part, I have a, a group of, of a few, several men that help to teach, help to minister, uh, help to make things go. They help to make it run. Um, the goal now, once we get again stationary again, is to go back in and 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 uh, commence our leadership teaching and training, so that our guys that come along to help continue to empower those that are coming along. That's great. I, you know, we both have the groups of teams of people that we work with, and our thought pattern is a little different in times or whatever, but. You know, I'm like one, I like to try to be proactive because nobody likes confrontation or anything like right. that. But we do have some great people that help us. But I feel like because of the pandemic, people have just been spread out and they're yeah. just all over the place. And you don't know what people are thinking. So um, because we're getting ready to go into this new acquisition with the church building and, you know, as a female, you have all these things in your mind, how you want to decorate and you want this and you want that. And then our friends are calling, say we're coming and blah, blah, blah. So now we want to have dinner, we want to have this. And I mean, there's so much that I can do. I'm a talented person, but I, I need help. 
-hmm. And so, uh, but I'm not a micromanager or anything. So I just had it in my heart too. I felt like the Lord gave this to me. I literally sit down and wrote out something because normally I like to sit down and talk to people, but I don't have time to do that now. I've got stuff going on myself. So I wrote out a note that I was sending to the people that helped me, but one lady was with me this morning and I just said, I was going to send you this note, but you're with me now. So this is what I want to say. I said, I just want to make sure that you're on the team. You still want to be on the team. I'm not forcing you and I don't want you to feel bad if you feel like, no, you're not or whatever, but I, I'm just checking for me mm -hmm. so that if I ask you to do something to assist me, I don't want you to be afraid to say no, or I don't want to do that anymore, or I've moved on. I just need to know who my posse is. Right. So that when I get ready to go forward, I know this person on my posse does this, this person on my posse does that, and, and you can get your own little people because I don't have time to micromanage you. If I, if I say, hey, can you get me a drink from Starbucks? I don't want to tell you how to go to Starbucks to get it. You already know what I like. Just get it and come back because we got other stuff to do. Right. And so that's kind of how I feel about that. But I feel like it's important to talk to your team yeah, and see where they are. That's because right. if you're expecting from them something from them that they're not willing to give, you're going to be frustrated and they're going to be frustrated. That's right. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. You know, we're ready to move on and do what we need to do. So um, communication is key. That you talked about uh, John Maxwell, and here with FCF, we use Dean Radke. Um, they are both very famous leadership uh, development people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he talks about is when you're having that communication, list out what exactly you're requiring of them, have them repeat it back to you so they fully understand what that is. And then you say, okay, and you move forward or you sign a contract if you need to. But that way they have a very clear understanding of exactly what you're needing from them. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no space in between for them to fill in the blank. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Communication, clear communication. Exactly. Yeah. So our goal now is to grow the team. Yeah. And uh, it's all about influence. And there's just something about where does influence come from? Ultimately, it comes from a sense of purpose, knowing uh -huh. why you're on. Leadership is the ability to influence others to influence them to follow through inspiration generated by a passion, which can only be created from a God-given purpose. So where does influence come from? It comes from inspiration. Where does inspiration come from? It comes from people of passion. How do you get that when you know your purpose? That's good, that's good. You know, the other thing I've seen happen too is like sometimes you might have a leader and that's why I like what you just said, writing things down so they'll know exactly what you want. And then you have other people that come along that have leadership quality as well. And then those two people kind of butt heads because mm -hmm. this person is coming in and feel like they have a better idea. Well, it's good for everybody to know the person that you have placed in charge. And even if they are making a bad decision, if you've okayed that, then you guys are just gonna have to fix that out and not that person that's coming. But the person that's coming that could have leadership ability, if they learn how to submit to that person, eventually they're gonna be put in a leadership that's position right. that they can help to carry on something else because we're growing bigger. I like something my husband said, you should work yourself out of a job. That's right. Don't be yes. so, uh, what's the word, close-minded that you don't wanna teach anybody anything else because you think they're gonna take your position. They need to take your position. Don't that's you wanna move up? We, that's use right. a, we use a term, you want to be promotable. Yes. That's right. Prom Promotable means you've trained others to do what you do so God then can promote and use you to do some other things. Exactly. Come on, that's good. 
good. You know, you just we don't have to hold on and no. control everything. Even as senior pastors, you don't have to hold on no. and control everything. Your goal is to teach others how to do it so they can go on and be disciples wherever they go. You know what I told my husband the other night? I said, we have been, been believing God for this building since the beginning of time. And I said, <laughs> I said, babe, I just want you to be smart. I said, there's a lot of things you can do. And if you want to, but should you do them? I said, I don't want our story to be, we believe God for this building all this time. Now you're sickly, can't hardly get around. You had a stroke and a heart attack because you're stressed out about the money and the building and the people and the this. I'm like, babe, let's just see what God has for us. Pray about it. Believe God for the people. He spoke it into being. He's going to take care of it. I'll need you dying. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Amen. You know, we, 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 we finally acquired this building, yes. and now, and there he lay. Uh -huh. Oh, wait. How did that going to happen? I mean, like, you know, let's walk it out. Yeah. We, we've had the peace of God. We needed new That's chairs. Good. We put a challenge out to the congregation. Said, Guys, we need more chairs. We can't do it with what we got. And uh, those new chairs are going to be 10000 and we, we wanted to give everybody a chance to give. Well, man, we posted stuff and hit everybody and made them aware that in two and a half weeks that all of that, 92% of that money came in. Come so on. We, our confession has been that we will pay for this building as easily as we paid for those those new chairs. That's right. The money, I believe just, it the, money the money flowed in. Yeah. You know, so. Come on. That's one of the things we talked about with our, uh, who do, well, with Brittany, is her name Brittany Stokes. And we talked to her about fundraising. My Lord, come on. We talked to Brittany <laughs> about fundraising. Right. And that was one of the things she talked about was having a clear vision, a clear ask of exactly what the money is going towards. And you're gonna have a way higher likelihood of getting that money in if you can be clear with what that money is going towards. No doubt, so, no doubt. Well, thank you guys so much for being with us. Yes. I appreciate your time. Uh, if you like Billy Joe and Teresa and you are in the Tulsa area, make sure that you contact them. They are on social media. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, yes. or if you're looking for a church, you can visit The Rock Church. Yes. What's your website for The Rock? www.therockchurchtulsa.org. .org. Also, I just have to say this, Billy Joe has some teaching available on our leadership library. Our leadership library can be a subscription base for $10 a month. Uh, you can have access to all of our videos, or you can go in and purchase them, or you can become an FCF member and get it for free. So all that information will be in the description <laughs> below. Yeah. Also, if you want more information on ministry and money, make sure you join us for the quarter three event happening in August. And make sure you register. Again, if you are an FCF member, you get it for free. Free. Cool. So... I know. You know, our, boss, our boss said <laughs> um, in the real estate company, she goes, if it's free, there's no excuse. That's right. There's no reason why you no, can't grow exactly. in knowledge. It's free. So <laughs> do it. Amen. So make sure you like and subscribe to FCF on all of the social media platforms. That way you get access a day ahead of everybody else. Oh. Thank you guys so much again for joining me. Yes. And thank you. Make sure you tune in next time to learn more about ministry and money. Thanks for listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. To learn more, go to fcf.org.